Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. Welcome to Skyrim Off the Record. This is episode one, our pilot episode for this new, amazing Skyrim show. I am Joe the Widget Wilson. I am the producer and first chair host of this show. Um, first chair pretty much just means that I get to introduce each segment and sound pretty. That's about it. <laughs> this show is all about Skyrim. It's a very famous, popular game that is getting rave reviews across the board. And we're going to cover everything from the game news, the updates, the community news, the trends in the game, mods, tech, you name it. What we're experiencing in the game and all the cool stuff that we're going through. I'm sure you want to hear that. Sure. I know <laughs> I do. Emails from our listeners, iTunes shoutouts, the whole nine yards. And like I said, I am Joe the Widget Wilson. I am a big time gamer. I have worked in the game industry professionally. I did that for several years as a tester, lead tester, designer and pretty much a lifelong game enthusiast. I've been gaming since I was five years old, so that's been 20 some odd years. I'm not gonna say how many. Okay, maybe 27, but that's beside the point. I am a huge fan of this game. I have been playing it religiously. It has sucked my soul and life away. I am also the (laughs) producer and first share host for our main show in the Quest Gaming Network called the, the Quest Gaming Podcast. And my second chair, is a gentleman that I've grown to know very well. We've become great friends. He is so sexy and awesome <laughs> and uber that he only has one name. Uber. His name is Ivarwin. That was a very nice, warm introduction, Joe. Thank you. Well, it's winter. It has to be warm. Uh, I would appreciate that. Being left out in the cold is uh, not appropriate at all. Look it over here and I'll snug you. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um... For those of you who have not heard the uh, Quest Gaming Podcast, my name is Avarwin. And for Skyrim Off the Record, I'm going to be the writer and second chair co-host. What does that mean specifically? Um, That I just basically write the show. That's pretty much it. If you don't like the content, email Ivarwin at Ivarwin at G... Um, No, no. We'll we'll just continue. (laughs) Yeah, I guess if the show sucks, I'm the blame for it. I guess a little bit about me, right? I've been I've been gaming, you know, pretty much my whole life, like probably most of you who are listening could say. Um, RPGs, you know, for many, many years as well. Started off with uh, Diablo 2 in, in um, role-playing games and haven't really put them down since. The one thing about role-playing games that I enjoy the most is being able to customize a character and, and you know, roam around a world completing quests and I guess that's what drew me to Skyrim so much and and, uh, why we're so uh, interested in the game to actually make a podcast about it. And our third chair, who is new to the the Quest Gaming community, Mr. Lewis Olan. Thank you, Joe. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Varwin. Thank you, everyone, for the warm welcome. Great to be here. Um, I am your third chair, co-host for the 
show Skyrim Off the Record. My name is Louis Olan, and I'm glad you're part of a program that's dedicated to one of the best games of the year, as we can all agree. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes. Thanks for joining us, Lou. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, I am glad to be part of this community. I started off as a fan following these gentlemen on the Quest Game Podcast and would tune in and submit, well, torture them with these questions <laughs> that would send out to them. <laughs> Test Turns their out brains. That his emails were so <laughs> consistent that we actually dedicated our email section to Lou. I started off playing games like everyone here can attest to as a young kid. I haven't put the controllers down since. Whether it was an Atari, ColecoVision, Television, you name it. Wow. I have probably played it. And if that has dated me, wow, I don't know what will at this point. <laughs> ColecoVision, man. That's one step away from Pong. <laughs> I look forward, as everyone here, to hearing from everyone. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear what you've got going with this game. We want to share experiences and hopefully take part in this great game. Hopefully it goes on for a long, long time. Yeah, I think that's the one thing about this podcast that we, I think we would like to uh, make different about the other Skyrim podcasts that you know, are kind of hanging out there in, in, in cyberspace. Um, we want this to be a, a very community-based podcast. So, you know, feel free to, to write us emails and, and about our topics that we've covered, comments or concerns, or just stuff in game, maybe a you know, a screenshot or a video. Oh yeah, anything. speaking of that, if you guys have like a really cool screenshot or video that you've done, email it to us and if it's really awesome, we'll put it on our website. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe a little shout out with it. So Ivarwin, what are our plans for this show? So what we're gonna do with uh, Skyrim off the record is it was like I said, it was conceived initially to be a community podcast. So we're gonna you know, we're gonna go as long as, as the show is is popular, to be honest. It's going to be every week, and we're going to record it every one every Wednesday morning, as as far as all of our schedules can can allow for it. We're also considering doing a uh, a live show. Excuse me, we are not considering anymore. Our <laughs> our producer has said <laughs> that we are uh, going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Starting <laughs> we are what doing show? a live show starting next Wednesday at ten thirty a.m. Eastern time. Uh, wow. We'll have we'll have a link up on our website. You guys can link right into us and see us be stupid and how many 50 takes it takes for us just to do the intro of the show. Um, so you can laugh along with us and make comments about how dumb we sound. So I'm so embarrassed with myself right now. It's <laughs> oh, God. Well, the beauty of editing is they won't hear it unless I decide to put it in some kind of outtake thing in the end. But anyway. Right. But the curse of doing it live is that they get to, you know, hear us and heckle at <laughs> Who is this guy? Just shut him up. <laughs> you guys are professional podcasters. Ha! Ah, <laughs> my, my grandmother could do it better than you. Well, since this is a Skyrim podcast, let's go ahead and normally on a normal episode basis, we're going to, at this point, we're going to pretty much talk about our experiences in the game, what we've been doing in the game, how things are going. I'm going to start off because I'm first chair and I'm the sexiest. Um, and that's your privilege. You can do that. That's my privilege. Yes, he can. My you're, character... You're, uh, we like to call uh, Joe the Jarl here. <laughs> I am the Jarl. Jarl. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to cut you off, Joe. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I have spent 62 hours in game so far. My character is staying in four cities. I am the head of the Dark Brotherhood. I am the Archmage. <laughs> and I've only done an hour and a half of the main story. <laughs> because right I am too <laughs> damn addicted to the side stories that are so awesome. Very typical. Oh, man. There are, there are main quests. 
So far, so far, my favorite storyline though, it's kind of a toss up. But right now, it's the Dark Brotherhood series. Loved it. Addicted to it as sin because my character is pretty much a bow wielding assassin. He's a sniper. I have him set up to where I do long range, one hit kills, triple shot on my bow from sneaking. I walk into a dungeon. I, they can I can drop right in front of an enemy. They'll stare right ahead and not even see me. Put my arrow right there, forehead and bink, dead. Love Joe, it. what kind of uh, what kind of race did you go for initially? Oh, I forgot the name. I was originally I was going to make him a caster. I didn't want to do the elves. I don't like elves. <laughs> no offense to those right. who play elves, but it was the uh, humanish looking guy that's smaller than a nord. I forgot the name. Uh, the Bretons. Yeah, exactly them. Mm, okay. Okay. Really black, pitch black eyes, dark long black hair, hair with a really cool pointy goatee. He looks completely ba. But right now. Especially with I, that goatee. Yeah, I went from being a caster in the game for my first, like, ten levels. Then I switched over to being a warrior type wearing heavy mail or heavy armor. I had a shield. I had a one-hand sword. And then I went to full assassin wearing light armor, like, shrouded robes. And I have my dark, I have my dark brotherhood gear. And I was so cool looking. Well, <laughs> one of the things I love about this game is that I have combination of gear. I'm not just wearing light armor. Or I'm not just wearing heavy armor. I have a steel plate chest, steel plate boots. I have a cloth helmet or hood, cloth hands. I'm a whole mixture of these different things for defense and for the stat bonuses I want for each one of them, which I love. It's amazing to me that you can do that. Oh, I have a, yeah. little, I have a little tip and trick I want to get out there before I let you guys go. I didn't notice this until like near until I was 40 hours into the game. But you can do a favorite on weapons and spells and shouts. But basically when you go into your um, spell list or your items list, you hit the F key, if you're on a, if you're on the um, PC version, and it will put it as a favorite list. If you hit Q in game, it'll bring up your favorites list, and you can select from your favorites really quick. However, there's a way to switch weapons even faster. If you highlight the weapon in your favorites and you press one of the number keys, it assigns it to a number key. Oh, really? So you can switch out. Like, oh. I have my, my two swords. I'm using two one-hand swords as my melee. I have it assigned to the one key. I have my bow at two, and I have my heal spell at three. So I can just easily just switch between each one on the fly. It's instant. Is it, I, I'm sure this has got to be commonly known, but I mean, I, I did not know that at all. I didn't know right. it either until I was screwing around with it, and I accidentally hit the one key instead of Q <laughs> to close it out, and it assigned it. And I'm like, what? Ooh, did you I know about know this? this? No, I didn't know about assigning to the actual number keys, but yeah. favoriting them, yes, I knew about that, but not actually being able to assign them to number keys. That's mm-hmm. actually very helpful. Yeah, uh, yeah, good tip. Yes. <laughs> I'm be doing this. <laughs> Throwing that out there right now. Yeah, and I'm catching it. <laughs> so, I caught it. I'm using it. Our webmaster for the Quest Gaming Network and also third chair of the Quest Gaming Podcast is Mike. And he, he called me yesterday. He's like, I know you guys are recording Skyrim tomorrow. I got to tell you about this quest. You got to go do. It's amazing. Apparently, there's this little island north of – help me out, guys. What's the town? The really northern town. Oh, oh, uh, it's not White Run, White Run. Why am I thinking White Run? It's the Mage one. Yeah, yeah by the Mage College. What was Winterhold. That? Yes. Winterhold. 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 Okay, yeah, north of that, there's a little <laughs> island in the middle of the ocean, and there's a quest giver there for a quest that does, uh, called a Danger quest line. I never heard of it, but he went and found it by accident. And apparently you go into a dungeon that is one of the biggest dungeons in the game, and there's an Elder Scroll down there you can get. And you can wow. apparently get it twice, because you have to go back down there for a main story. Oh, Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we all get that out and done, folks, before Bethesda fixes that with a patch later on down the road. Yeah, Joe, what did <laughs> what did Mike say that this um, 
the the Elder Scroll was supposed to do. I have no idea. That's why I'm so excited to go see it. Oh, okay. All, <laughs> All right. I know is that the title of the game is Elder Scrolls, so it has to be something good, right? It's got to be something good, right? Yes. Dude, I hope <laughs> we don't sound like noobs right now, and everyone's like, how do these guys are podcasting about this this game, and they don't even know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> hey. I, mean, <laughs> I spent 50 hours in the game, all right? I've got a good knowledge. we got a basic working knowledge of, yeah. of Skyrim. I, I played about maybe, you know, 10 hours of, of Oblivion. And you know what killed me about Oblivion was that um, you didn't have a good, you know, third-person perspective in Oblivion. So I wasn't really too interested in it. But gotcha. In any event, let's not get too sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> we got Skyrim. a lot to cover today. <laughs> We're talking about Skyrim. 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 Arwen, um, what has your play experience been thus far? All over the place, actually. I've, you know, had the game for you know, probably about three weeks now, and I haven't gotten a single character up to past fifteen because I've been trying all these different combinations. And I mean, that's my favorite part about the game. It's just it's it's total total freedom. You can do almost yeah. anything that you want. I mean, I I made I made a Khajiit, which obviously you know for those that Bless know you. it's. Thank you. <laughs> now, for those that know, it's a it's the, the class that's the race that looks like a, a cat in the game, and um, it's supposed to be a thief type of type of uh, race. There, they lean towards thievery. I don't mean to be rude right here, but have you ever seen? Okay, I have the uh, the nude female mod, and seeing a Khajiit, bless me, the nude as a nude female skin for the alternate for those that race for the females is funny. Yeah. <laughs> they have like eight nipples. <laughs> well, at least they're anatomically correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. That was completely off the wall right there. But <laughs> we should have put that in there really quick, just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. Everyone, just so you know. If you're so curious you know. with that mod, there you go. <laughs> I have an eight nipple comment, and I'd like to insert it now. <laughs> um. So I, I unfortunately uh, would not be able to see my my Khajiit's eight nipples because he is a boy. <laughs> Makes me wonder about the other if he's anatomically correct on that side. Hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> Everyone's in there going, "Oh no, not that image!" Oh no. <laughs> so yeah, basically what what I made out of this this character is instead of going toward the thief type of of uh, class that that they're meant for. I made a, a battle mage, and it's seamless. It works perfect. It doesn't matter what your race is and what they're, you know, what they tend to be best at. You're not locked into that particular choice in this game. And I, you know, I know everyone knows that right now. But I'm just, you know, I'm. I think it's it still blows me away today that, you know, three weeks, you know, into the game and probably you know about sixty hours logged in, I'm still blown away at at the amount of freedom that that you have in this game you know every rpg out there you know you pick a type of race that leans towards one sort of class and you know you're almost considered a noob if you don't go in that direction because you're missing out on tremendous amounts of bonuses do you know what else blows me away about this game seriously now that i'm mm. thinking about it is yeah. the, is the dynamic quest, questing system what i mean by dynamic is that it's ever-changing it's all based on your decisions. Like we we've seen those games that are like Bioware produces, where you make a decision and you can do one quest or the other. It's not like that. It's more so. It's by your actions, what you do. Like for the for the Brotherhood quest chain, when the Brotherhood kidnaps you and says kill one of these people to pay us back, you have a choice to actually kill her instead, the assassin, 
Right. Most people don't right. think about that, but you can. And it starts a whole new quest chain to take out the Dark Brotherhood. Otherwise, if you go the other way, you could join the Dark Brotherhood or just get the key, walk out, none's the wiser. You don't have to ever touch that series, that line. I was walking into a an inn one day doing another quest. I overheard two NPCs talking at a table, and it gave me a quest because I overheard them talking. Yeah, it's not necessarily like a... you don't know who's going to be a quest giver in the game and you don't know what dialogue options or even engaging or not engaging in a conversation can open up a quest line you know you're just you're doing your thing you're roaming around the game and boom you're getting you know quests based on your actions it's for me that makes the replay value sky high oh yeah i'm excited to go back and i'm already planning my next character out when i max out my character now i'm going to make a new one I'm going to try to do things differently so I can see different quest lines and different stories. I'm probably going to exactly. find things I never saw ever before in my in the first playthrough. I think we all will. Uh, I know myself, I will definitely be rerolling other characters just to experience, if any, the game again, but from a different perspective. Because, as everyone has said, these fights or these quests are going to look different to you because, you know what, I'm not swinging a sword or an axe. I don't have heavy metal armor protecting me. I am a mage wearing cloth. You're using that, you're re-strategizing yourself, playing again, and I love that aspect of this game. It's the fact that no fights are the same. If I swap out to my mage armor, I know I'm going to think differently, fight differently, and that to me is a big thrill, knowing that you're not going to go in there with a four-button macro, knowing, all right, one, two, three, four, I win this fight. Yeah. Yeah. You know? One of the things, too, that I was really knocked out to uh, about this game is how you're able to use the environment most of the time to to benefit the encounter you're about to go in. Oh, Wasn't yes. a, oh thank God, yes. Have you guys noticed... works beautifully in this line, game. Not even just that. I'm talking about, like, all right, have you guys noticed, like, uh, I, I'm sure you've noticed this, the, the pools of um, either potion or chemicals on the ground, like when you're ro- walking around. Oh, yeah, the they have those... Mm-hmm. those uh, the lanterns. lanterns that you can yep. hit and fall down and pull oh. up. Yeah. The coolest thing in the world. I mean, you know, you're going up against, you know, probably mages. Uh, my my one experience with this so far has been, you know, uh, fighting. I was in a cave and there was like mages in there of some sort. And, um, I, you know, I was a sword and, and shield um, type of melee character. And I, I could have, you know, gone up to these guys without an issue and, you know, beat them down. And that's exactly how I played through that whole thing. When I played my other character that is much more ranged base, I realized at that point that I could hit those lanterns. So I was pulling, you know, a couple of these mages coming at me, you know, hiding behind a, a, a rock so they would, you know, not exactly know where I was. Meanwhile, I'm getting my sneak level, my sneak skill up and I'm like a mage. <laughs> you know, I'd throw like a, a spell at, at the, the lantern and it would drop and the whole place would go up on fire and boom, they were done. It was it's great. I got my sneak skill up. Meanwhile, I'm a mage, and I'm using the environment to act as a trap for the mobs. And it's, I've never in my entire life, out of all the role-playing games I've ever played, experienced the kind of in-depth immersion that this game has. It's it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I'm the kind of person that will plan each fight. If I go up to a boss, I know it's going to be a tough fight. I'll look at everything around me, what I went through, and plan out how I'm going to kill this this boss, step by step. And if I die, I'll try something different. I'll try something completely off the wall. I had one boss that kept on kicking my butt. Well, in a cave a little ways back from his room, there was a, a ledge that went up above 
the uh, main path. So I kited him over this ledge, went stealth, went up this path, and he went underneath me, got lost. Huh? <laughs> I hit my uh, I hit my uh, my matrix shout, which I like to call it, the three level of the slow time. Sat okay. there above him and pelted six arrows into the top of his head. By the time that was done, I took over three quarters of his life, took off down the hallway, went back to his room, hid behind his, his throne. Oh my god! I can't he wait to get that shout. Came yeah, in after me, did the I'd same thing. That now. Popped out, pinged him with three arrows. He was dead. Never got touched. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, I think one of the best best conversation makers about this game between between us as a community who play Skyrim is is how how we do the game as individuals. You know, if you guys you know enjoy. You know, hearing what we have to say, we in turn enjoy hearing what you've got to say. Don't be shy. Throw us an email out there, a, a little blurb about like something that you saw that was, you know, in your play style that that you thought was awesome, and we'd we'd love to read it. You know, send send it out to us. Uh, Lewis, what has your experience been so far? Well, my experience has been nothing short of awesome. I mean, this game with its freedom and flexibility is just quite amazing i love the fact that again swapping out between roles not being locked in is just refreshing coming from playing mmos you know it's something that's very welcome where i don't have to be forced to play for example a warlock style a, <laughs> a ranger style you know i can have the best of all worlds i gotta admit and something think- to you guys right now i'm sorry lou i have an embarrassing thing to say um when i first started up skyrim and when they, I got to choose my character, I kept going back because I thought I kept on forgetting where to choose my class. <laughs> I thought I was missing it somewhere. <laughs> Outside yeah, no, of that. This game. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about being RPG programmed, you know? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes, exactly. We are so, we're so in that mindset when we play these types of games. We forget about that. Yeah. Right, you were saying, Lewis? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, not being locked into any particular role. Not being forced in a particular play style is just a, a great thing. And uh, I would hope that other games that come out will allow that type of freedom to the players. Because look at it. Look at our stories. Three players, yeah. same game, three totally different experiences within our same characters. Yeah. I think I've had and, too much coffee this morning because I had another thing to interrupt you with. Man, I'm in a, I'm interrupting <laughs> role today. <laughs> stories. Bethesda, <laughs> make a Elder Scrolls MMORPG with this system. Do it. That would be amazing. Ugh, do it. Imagine the outpouring of support the fan base would have. I mean, look at these games, the Elder Scrolls from the beginning. Yeah. People playing, you know, what maybe the... so on, a, on a legacy machine playing Arena, yeah. playing Daggerfall, just because those games were, were so good. Well, now you have Skyrim, which is their biggest hit that this company's ever had. And take that popularity and run with it to an MMO. Oh, I get shivers. What yes. kills me about this is that they, they've gotten to a point now where technology has caught up with their imagination ability. Yeah. But it's still like it's still not there yet. There's still so many things in this game that they wanted to do, but they just didn't have the ability to do it because of technology. I'm right almost now. scared to think of what that might have been. I couldn't. I bought right. the um, <clears throat> excuse me. I bought the uh, the collector's edition for the 360. It comes in this huge box. You could fit a dryer in there. It's massive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it came with this beautiful full-page color book on um, <clears throat> all their concept art. And I was reading through it, and I noticed like they were saying that some of the towns, like one thing in particular was um, there was, a, I think, the throne in Whiterun is designed to be a 
in the game you see it's just like a, a, a regular oak throne the the uh, the jarl sits on. Originally, that thing was supposed to be designed as part of the rock face coming up out of the ground, and it would jut up one way and jut up the other way, and he would sit there on top of that that huge stone marble throne. But they had to cut it out because it was just way too much to render. Oh man, that would have been cool. Uh, and that's yeah, just would, yeah. That's a throne. Think about what they were probably drawing up as concepts, and they had to, you know, either scale back or cut out completely in in the way these dungeons work. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely. So I, you wouldn't tax people's machines, or, or yeah, just butt your head against the wall because you just can't do it. Great idea, but you can't do it because technology says sorry, can't right now. Yeah, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. But still, I'm, I am impressed as to what they were able to put out for us. With oh, what we yeah. have today, uh, it, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm running on two Nvidia's on SLI, and this game looks, for lack of a better phrase, just beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it may sound simplistic, but you know, it's just there are times when I'm running through the outside world or in dungeons, and I just stop to go, "Wow, this looks outstanding." I, have, I just can't believe how good this game looks. I have 30 screenshots of just atmosphere screenshots that are on my computer that uses my desktop background now. I sent Ivarwin. He was playing on the 360 version. I sent him screenshots. He's like, the game can look like this? <laughs> yes. Yes. On yes. PC. And he now plays it on job. PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we paid Bethesda twice. <laughs> I did. And I had no problem doing it. Exactly. None. None. Um, for those of you out there that are platforming this sucker, if you can, get it on PC. The controlling... On, especially for those 360 guys out there, uh, the one thing that, that aggravated me about playing it on the, the 360 was there was no auto run, which I couldn't figure out. How do you make a game this big and that lends itself to free exploration and you don't give me an auto run? Like my thumb literally hurts after 20 minutes of getting from point A to point B. <laughs> there has to be some kind of auto run for that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm a spaz with the controller. I don't know. I didn't see it. it maybe maybe it was a uh, something that, that was broken that patch 1.2 updated. I, I don't know. I didn't see it in the, in the patch notes, which we're, we're about to get to in a little bit, guys. Um, but when I played on the PC, I'm like, oh, my God, there's auto run. I've got all these wonderful controls. It flows better. looks beautiful. The, like, number, que- the number key quick switch. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, the hot- Apparently, there's hotkeys that Joe's telling me about now. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So definitely, if, you, if you're playing it on a platform and you've, you know, you've got the little extra cash or you get a you know, gift card from you know, your favorite gaming store for Christmas... I, I did it. I bought it on PC. I haven't turned back. It plays a lot better. All right. We can talk all day about this game, literally. Um, yes. Stop so us, gonna, Joe, please. We're, we're yes. going to save it So for the other episodes we're going to be producing. A yeah. lot more episodes to come. So we're going to go into our first segment called The Tamriel Times. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim. And welcome to the Tamriel Times. This segment is dedicated to the official and community news for Skyrim. I'm going to let our writer and second chair start us off. All right. So, um, yeah, as Joe was saying, 
what we have planned for this this segment is, and we're not every single time we do an episode, guys, we're not going to tell you exactly what we have planned for this segment. It's uh, <laughs> it's, an, it's an introductory episode, and you know we're gonna we're gonna get a little a little nitty gritty with you, um, and just let you know. So, if there's something that resonates within the community, all right, it's gonna we're gonna feature it on the show. Um, it's not just going to be you know that new patch that's coming out or that new press release that Bethesda has out. You know, if one of us, as one of us as the gamers out there, does something that we all start hearing about that becomes viral, we're going to feature it on the show too. And with luck, you know, hopefully get him on as, as a host and, you know, chat with him a little bit about it. A guest. Um, yeah, a guest. Yeah, a guest. Yeah. Guess. Welcome guests. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> All right. What's first on our list today? Uh, Skyrim receives 50 perfect scores. Okay. This actually makes me feel bad, you know? Feel bad? Yeah. On, on our gaming show, the Quest Gaming Podcast, like, we're, we haven't mentioned that enough already. Jeez. Um, we gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Oh, no. You gave it a 9.5. <laughs> well, you gave it a 10 out of 10. Well, I gave it a 9 out of 10. If I want to give it a 10 Not out of 10, the, point fingers, the official score was a combination of both. So it was a 9, nine and a half out of 10. It's true. I, I was a shameless fanboy, and I threw myself into that 10 out of 10 mire and said, this game is utterly perfect. And Joe the was the I Russian judge it. during the skating competition. Go, oh, oh, not a perfect score. <laughs> he gave the American pair a 9.5. Who is that one judge? It's <laughs> always that one judge. That one. Hey, hey, hey. When you go to the game and you have to roll back your save by like 40 minutes because of some stupid bug that could crash the game on you, it doesn't deserve a perfect score at that point. Now, if I didn't, no, honestly, goes. If I didn't have those bugs when I did the review, yeah, I would have given it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, you were you were definitely justified in in you know giving it the score that you did because you know having a a game crashing bug, um, and you're you're obviously not the only one out there that had this. Okay. Having a great game crashing bug is is pretty awful. Right. It would have yeah. been it wouldn't affect the score if it was a one time random thing, but it happened to me three times. Yeah. So that 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 definitely would def- that would affect anything. Of course, you know it amps up the frustration level. You know it's not supposed to be there. It, it's you know it, it looks horrible. Yeah, I you know I get it. it it's totally 50 perfect scores. Are you? I think that must be some 50. kind of record. Uh, well, here's here is a record. All right, um, uh, Famatsu. One of uh, Japanese uh, magazines, who's uh, one of the popular Japanese gaming magazines. Yep, heard of them. Okay, they have they have given in their entire run as a as a magazine seventeen. Now it is now seventeen perfect scores. They have given Skyrim a perfect score. That is the seventeenth time and the first time for a Western world created video game to ever get a perfect score by Famatsu magazine. Wow, nice. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah. Extremely. Wow. 50 perfect scores. That's just like, uh, rest my head around that a little bit. Yeah. When uh, when you're talking about, you know, RPGs and, and relevance and how some games out there have that, that effect that it changes the genre for years to come, we're going to be talking about Skyrim for quite a while. All right. We also have Patch 1.2. Is it out now? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, patch 1.2 came out, I believe, uh, a week ago now, at least a week ago. Okay. Uh, I probably downloaded in the background never saw it. I have not touched it. If it's out on the site, I unless Steam's updating automatically, I haven't touched it yet. Uh, speaking of which, how does Steam update? Does it do it automatically, or is it something you have to do yourself? I think it has to be something you do uh, manually. So, as of yet, uh, no patches for me. So, unless Steam 
is doing the background, but for the past couple of days, I have not experienced any of the, the I guess, game-wrecking bugs that other people have, have experienced with the patch. So if it's out there, I haven't seen it yet, or maybe I haven't gotten to the point where it actually affects me yet. Okay. So keep my fingers crossed. Lucky me. <laughs> and if you're like me, I constantly save every few minutes anyway, just in case <laughs> something like that ever happens. What are some of the highlights, Lou? Well, let's see. We've got the first one here, uh, improved occasional performance issues resulting from long-term play, and that's for you PS3 players. Obviously, maybe play, PS3 players are seeing a, a hit performance, uh, which may be game-breaking for them. So that's, that's actually a good fix. Yeah, and there's a, an issue where dragons would not attack. They fixed that. I've actually had yes. that problem. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. Did you? Oh. I sat I mean, there and was like pinging at a you dragon do. for 10 <laughs> minutes with an arrow. Come on, get me! <laughs> I'm over here. Kill he me. would not land. He was like burning everything else around me, and I was invisible. I guess he was scared because I've killed like 30 dragons. I've already gotten the uh, all the achievements for killing dragons. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have 11 dragon souls on reserve for new shouts. <laughs> just, just banking them, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to save you. For Ooh, a, a dragon. Here, boy. Here, boy. <laughs> Go get the stick. Go get the stick. <laughs> hey, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, this uh, one is it. funny. Uh, let's see. The second one on our notes. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's <laughs> an occasional issue where a guest would arrive to a player's wedding dead. Wow, that's such a downer. You know, happy to <laughs> you. Oh, oh, my God, honey. Your best friend. She. Oh, never mind. We'll just shh, put that away. Let's <laughs> drag her out of this. Drag, drag her out of the side. Put that away. Drag her the Right. Thanks. That's the person I killed. Right. What is he doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice suit. Oh, I'm going to have to take that later. Anyway. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently patch 1.2 is kind of like a, uh, a bitter, a bittersweet uh, double-edged sword for, for a lot of guys. You know, it fixed, um, it fixed a bunch of things and it also broke a couple of things as well. Yes. Uh, I uh, have a couple of my, a couple of friends in my, uh, wild WoW guild that actually downloaded this patch, applied it and it totally wrecked their games. <laughs> oh no really yes yeah it did it, it and uh one of them actually luckily for him you know had saved it uh the game to a point where it was bearable for him so to speak to go back and start all over again from that point so yeah yeah but for him it was like an hour and a half almost two hours of gameplay that was totally wiped and ruined and uh let's just say for the first day he wasn't a very happy camper on, on mumble <laughs> it's so i'll a... wait till 1.3 before i update my game well I don't know. I, th- I don't I, know if Steam nor- like updates it. Um, I, mean, I, I haven't you seen anything it. on Bethesda's site saying that they've put out additional uh, patches yet to fix no, that. No, they're not going to. They said they're not going to uh, do anything with it until after Christmas. Oh, fair enough. All right. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. You know, give the people a break. It is the holiday. Um, they deserve it. Yes, they do. Putting out such quality work. All I right, feel bad and- for the PS3 guys. They gotta they gotta put up with the uh, the lag and. The resistance issues. Well, that's not just a PS3 thing, but the 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 lag. Uh, the PS3 guys have been noticing a lot of lag in their game as a result of this patch. Yeah, that's not good. Obviously, when you're fighting in real time, so to speak, you know that, yeah. that's crucial. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Lou, what has. else? Uh, what else did this patch fix? Well, fixing an issue where projectiles did not properly fade away. So, I guess if you've been stuck with a couple of arrows, you're going to walk around as a human pincushion for a while. Yeah, my friend Mike actually. <laughs> My friend Mike actually started up a character, restarted an entire tune because he had an arrow stuck in his head. He couldn't get away. Wow. <laughs> was, 
What's that in your head? Now, if it was like Nothing from to ear to ear coming out from going in one ear and out the other ear, that would have been hilarious. Keep it. Oh, yeah, awesome I would screenshot. save that and take screenshots and just and post that. Almost, I had a screenshot of an enemy. I did that too where they were facing. They were talking. There were two talking to each other. I was sneaking and I put an arrow between one of the ears. It ran. He was the NPC was running at me with this arrow stuck between its ears, and I, I couldn't stop laughing. It was hitting on me for three or four times before I was able to pull myself together and kill him. <laughs> and and before he could whip out the uh, the old you know PC camera and take out that take that picture. <laughs> uh, before I can hit print screen. Uh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We also fixed an issue there where dragons were not properly giving souls after death. That's, oh, bad. That's, that, bad. that's bad. Thank God I did not experience that. That would have I would have been, been infuriated. Yeah, that would have cost me at this point in the game about fifty hours in about at least three souls, and I would have been a very unhappy camper with that. Yeah, hold me. Have to experience that. Go back to a save point where I have to do it all over again. No, thank you. Sometimes <laughs> you, you got to put like a lot of a lot of work into some of these dragon battles. You know, I mean, they. I've I've got uh, just this morning I got into an encounter where I, w- I had no cover. And I was playing one of my melee characters. So, you know, without any cover and you're a melee character, like you're not, <laughs> there's no way escaping that dragon breath. Right. Yeah. And that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. So I had to like, you know, do some creative, you know, stuff. And, you know, I finally got the guy down. But I mean, if I had to go through all of that and then, you know, the the soul uh, giving bu- uh, bug occurred, I would have been furious. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would have just logged off the day and just said, you know what, I'm not touching this game for another day or two. Absolutely. <laughs> earlier earlier yeah. in my in my character's lifespan, my, my character was level 34 or 35 now. When I was in my low 20s, in my late teens, dragons were not that easy. And if I went through all that effort to kill a dragon by kiting him into a whole bunch of mobs and then killing him that way, um, I would have been upset. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of mobs were you cutting this thing into? Uh, giants, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to try that now. I may I may go out and try that. You know what I had happen to me once when I tried that? I had the, the giant ignored the dragon, right? Attacked, <laughs> attacked me, killed me. And then I, as I'm, you know, as he slams me with his, his club and I'm going, you know, flying into orbit. <laughs> I see him down there. He starts attacking the dragon. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you go up to the big target first. What's wrong with you? No wonder your people are so extinct right now, you dumb giant. That's <laughs> yeah, <was> cracking up. <laughs> and then we have uh, another fix where we had the backward flying dragons. Now that's got to be a sight that's, to see. That, that's not a fix. No, no, no. That's uh, that's, <laughs> that's a one... side effect of this. Side effect yes. of the patch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, lag for the PS3 resistance issues. Uh, I think that's a PS3 bug only. I haven't experienced it yet in the PC version. Right, but neither have I. I mean, uh, I haven't downloaded the patch, applied it, so haven't seen it yeah. at this point. Hopefully I won't, knock on wood. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people have been saying, um, from what I've been hearing and reading on the internet, really, that they're they're waiting until the patch is fixed in order to buy the game. They're literally holding off until after the holidays to buy the game. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. That's how that's how disruptive this some of the side effects of this this patch is, has literally become for some people. That's, that's disappointing. Yeah, because you know they they will be missing out on a really well. They're not going to miss out since they're going. I was going to buy it, but I guess they're just cheating themselves of some really great uh, playtime. You know, with this wonderful game, and 
you know, hopefully Bethesda will get on this right away. Yeah. You know, and knock knock this thing out of the park so that uh, it just garners more interest because the gaming community as it is, you know, word spreads. And if people start hearing that, oh, my God, I'm not buying this game because of this, what kind of effect will it have on, on, on future sales? I don't know. I, don't, I think they're kind of past that point. You know, I, I think the game is is a, you know, an avalanche of success. And I don't really think that something like this is going to stymie that at all in, in one way or the other. Right. I, I think the gaming community will will know enough to realize, hey, you know what? It's just a stumbling block right now, but the game speaks for itself. It's quality. Yeah. You know, you, you can't pass that up. Right. You know, nor should you. I mean, yeah, it's annoying. It's frustrating. But guess what? 99% of the time, you're just going to be sitting there going, wow, this is outstanding. I can't believe I haven't picked this up sooner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, oh, my God, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I have to get up for work in four hours. What am I doing? <laughs> I mean, it's got some some pretty bad side effects. I know the resistance thing, you know, if you it's been really horrible. You know, your resistances drop off your gear, and then, you know, you're pretty much a one-shot. That's That's really hard to put up with, and especially for the PS3 guys, the lag. But some of the other stuff that... Um, that's been happening as as a result of 1.2. It wouldn't it wouldn't affect me one way or the other to be honest. You know, I'm not. It doesn't anger me to see a a, a, a dragon flying backwards. You know, <laughs> right. kind of make me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I just sit there and just watch and watch the thing kill me. Oh my god, I'm gonna fight. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right here. Uh, Lou has a nice debate topic, but we're gonna hold it off until next episode because we're running a little bit long. Um, we're gonna take a break right here. We'll be right back with our next segment. This episode's musical intermission was composed by Jeremy Soule and owned by Bethesda Softworks. Performance and vocals by Maluka. Please visit her at maluka.com. That is M-A-L-U-K-A-H dot com. Beware, beware the dragonborn 
son of a And welcome to the crafting table. This is a segment where we're going to go over what? What's so funny? Every, t- every time I hear that bumper, Joe. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. My thumb still hurts, damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to so sidetrack it. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is where we talk about mods and other game enhancements and little tidbits that you guys might send us. All right, so the mods that we're going to talk about today are ones that I am currently using. I'm going to make something very clear on this, is that we're not going to go over any kind of cheat-based mod. There are plenty out there. One of them is Lockpick Pro. That's a lockpick cheater, and I can't stand it. Yeah, it's tempting to want to be able to do lockpicks really easy, but I like the minigame for lockpicking. I like the challenge. I like blowing through 30 freaking lockpicks trying to open a master lock. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, Joe, and I I remember telling you that I thought it was kind of silly to have a, a mod that that totally bypasses the challenge. Lock- exactly, the challenge yeah. is there on purpose. Right. And, and why would you want to cheat yourself of the satisfaction of knowing that hey, I found the combination, it works. You, you know, it's just it boggles my mind. It's why would people want to deprive themselves of that, uh, you know, that that little. Enjoying that little mini game they put in there for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I love understand. the satisfaction. See, when I'm playing Skyrim at night, my brother will pull another chair and come and sit next to me and watch me play the game. And when I'm doing that, like, I hit a master lock on my first lock pick one night, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, you're such a pro at this!" <laughs> I didn't want to tell him, but I got really, really lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's all in the notch. That's all in how you do it. You gotta yep. listen. Yeah. <laughs> Master yep. lockpick. That's me. <laughs> However, there is a lockpick mod that I do want to highly recommend. It's lockpick creator. And what this does is allows you to make lockpicks from iron ignits in the game. So it's no, nothing more than a crafting recipe. Now let me ask you something. Uh, not to cut you off, but I, I'm yeah. kind of I'm kind of like having a this this moral debate in my head concerning. Uh, yeah, and I'm taking it there. Moral debate over, over <laughs> I was mods. About to say moral debate. Okay. Over mods. <laughs> um, you know, we're not we don't we're not interested in cheats. Joe, tell me why lockpick creator is not a cheat. Because all you're doing is making lockpicks, nothing more. It doesn't help you enhance the game in any way, shape, or form, other than saving you a, a couple of coin of having to go buy lockpicks from multiple different vendors from all over the map. Okay, but wouldn't you say that, like, the other side of the aisle here that would say, like, oh, I, I think this is a cheat, they would say, well, if Bethesda didn't initially conceive the game of being able to create lockpicks out of iron ingots, wouldn't wouldn't that be a workaround and therefore a cheat? No, because all it does is add a recipe. You still have to come up with the materials to create it. Okay, so you're saying that even though that there's still... There's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not a cheat because it's a game. It's a, it's a feature that puts itself into the game where you still have to do something in order to unlock this, this feature. The thing yeah. is, Bethesda has has done this for a while now in their games. Is allowing, is making these kind of, of these, these kind of things for like crafting, very easy to write code for to create your own recipes. Right. They've outwardly admitted that they want people to do this. So finding new recipes for food, for armor, for lockpicks is right. something that's actually intended by them for people to be able to do. So then that that sort of adds to this this side that you know it, <clears throat> um, lockpick creator wouldn't be a cheat because they they open up Bethesda opens up the API 
exactly for for us to you know write in our own our own game features recipes things like that but the things that go and make the game easier if you will or give you a extreme shortcut like lockpick pro where it gives you what lockpick pro does that makes it a cheat is it automatically pops up a bar on top of your screen when you go into the lockpicking mini screen where you see the lock yeah shows you one bar shows you the health of lockpick that one's okay the other one shows you the exact sweet spot of the lock all right so it totally bypasses the 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 entire game right right to me that that constitutes a cheat you talk to anyone on the forums that's a cheat right and with lockpick creator you have to go out and either find the the ingots or or mine the ore smelt it right there's a process yes and the the iron ingots are actually the iron ingots actually cost more than lockpicks do cost from vendors so but the nice thing is is that one iron ignite you create five lockpicks yeah that is nice yeah or do what I do, carry a pickaxe, and every and, time you have your new ore, find it. Another bonus is you level up your blacksmithing by making them. Yeah. Ooh. So that tells Very me nice. right there that that's not a cheat, that's intended. Now, this one isn't on our notes, but this kind of goes in hand-to-hand with the lockpick creator discussion we're having right now. With There's another mod out there that lets you smelt all of your your unwanted gear. Like, so, for example, you have, like, a, an iron axe, and you don't need it anymore. You you use this mod, and it smelts it, and it turns it into iron ingots. To me, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. That's something I would totally, totally use and find very useful for, uh, for the game. If right, you're into but, blacksmithing, that's a great way of getting raw material. Do you think that would be considered a, a cheat, though? Or would you say, like, you know, along the lines of Lockpick Creator, you know, it, it does take work in order to even unlock this 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 mod's feature and therefore use it well yeah that and if you think about it it makes sense like when you're doing a lock pick for instance you're not going to have a bar appear over your head like oh okay that's the exact sweet spot sure click <laughs> no you're going <laughs> to fiddle with it break a few lock picks until you get the right sweet spot and you're going to open it All right well if i have a freaking weapon that i don't want to use and i'm a blacksmith i'm going to mm-hmm. melt the stupid thing See, right. like, I like all this joe because now you're making me feel a lot better about downloading these mods let's talk about mm-hmm. bank robbery <laughs> what? <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> talk me out of talk me into robbing a bank. <laughs> Another mod that we, that's on our list that's on the same line as Lockpicker is Aerosmith. It's called Aerosmith Simple Fletching. <laughs> that comes out. That comes out awesome. <laughs> Doesn't it though? Aerosmith's Aerosmith. in the game, guys. Aerosmith. <laughs> it allows you to make all different types of arrows, but the thing that I like about this is that they're not easy recipes to make. Not easy at all. Right. It adds if um, an actual fletching menu to where you actually have to create like uh, feather quills mm-hmm. to put on the arrows. You have to use firewood. It gives you use for actual firewood, and you have to use the raw metals. And in some of the combinations, you actually have to have a combination of metals. But you also have to have that certain aspecting, that certain blacksmith portion unlocked in the blacksmithing tree in order to be able to make those certain arrows. Like for instance, dwarven arrows. You have to have that dwarven blacksmithing unlocked before you can make them it doesn't say here you can just make you know glass arrows or dragon arrows or whatever right there's a corresponding the skill that actually makes sense yeah. to it and the more the higher nice. you go up the more it takes to be able to make these arrows i think the first one for like iron arrows the weakest arrows in the game takes like not the weakest arrows in the game but the weakest ones you can make uh it takes like two or three iron ignits it takes five um wood and five fletching or feathers and you make that and it gives you 50 arrows 
That's not a cheap nice. thing to do, and it takes a lot to go out and find these materials and craft them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But if you have those materials, and you're, like me, a bow addict, where I have to have 300 arrows on me at all times or I run out quickly, <laughs> um, this something, something like this is a lifesaver in terms of making these arrows. Yeah, if you grab all three of these mods, this is, this is quite the combo, you know, getting... Um, I, I forget the name of that that smelting um, that smelting mod, but if you if you pick that up with lockpick creator and uh, an arrowsmith, <laughs> so everybody knows mods are actually pretty simple to install into the game. Um, each mod, like on Curse Gaming, if you look at the description of the mod, it tells you how to install it. Very 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 easy process. Literally all it is is finding the right folder, putting the mod right in that folder, you're done. Start the game, it's in there. Really easy, and they're designed to actually be in the game. It can change the entire look and feel of the game with mods. Um, and mostly they're for PC. I know that you can do some mods for 360, but I don't know how you do those. But mostly for PC is what modding is used for. My other favorite one, yeah, my, my <laughs> shameless, my shame one here is nude female. It basically removes the um, underwear off of females and gives them the full view. <laughs> they look <laughs> like Monty. under that armor. <laughs> Nord females are hot. How many downloads did this uh, did this thing have already? <laughs> oh yeah, it's the most it's the most downloaded mod of all, and something like was it several hundred thousand downloads? Oh my lord! <laughs> wow, all those teenage boys, man! I got to have those nude females in there. Oh man, I was I was doing it just to piss off my brother, but I was in a dungeon and it was mostly it was vampires and they were all mostly female. And as I would kill him, I would strip him of the rope as an insult to injury and walk off to the next one. Kill her, strip her of rope. <laughs> kill her, strip her of rope. <laughs> I had one I killed that, that she was over a crafting table. I hit her with an arrow in the back of the head. She dropped and bent. She was dead, bent over this, this table. When I took the oh, rope no. off, Daniel was like, oh, my gosh, you had to do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> He's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But, yeah, new female is a fun one. It's my little shameless, my little shameful um, mod that I use. And on a side note, they do have a nude male one, but, you know. Yeah, but who wants that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can just see some, like, teenager with a, creating a female character and having her completely naked the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the ESRB. Oh, no. Yeah, here we are. Mom walks in. Are you playing some kind of porn? What is this? Oh, my God. He's downloading porn. <laughs> Jerry, he's playing a porn game. Son, I gotta give you the talk. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is the dad's name Jerry? <laughs> I don't know. Just really the name off the top of my head. <laughs> Jerry the dad. <laughs> so those I can't... are the three months or four months actually that we're recommending for this episode. <laughs> I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking for that um, that mod for the for gear smelting, and I, I can't seem to find it right now. Ah, uh, we'll find it, and we'll. We'll list the name of it for next episode. Yeah. People want it. One thing that my buddy Mike and another one of the uh, Quest Gaming crew, he uh, called me about, was the Dragon Shout app. You want us to talk about this, Barwin? Sure. There's a new app that's going to be coming out. Um, it's officially going to be coming out first for iPhone and iPad. <clears throat> and the uh, the author of the, the app says on his website that He's just waiting for a couple of weeks of approval, and then it should be available. Um, basically, what this app does is it's a hand-drawn map of, of Skyrim, and you're going to be able to drop markers on this map. 
detailing your battles, quests, uh, items that you found, you know, uh, dragon locations and all that, and then share that with your friends who have the app as well. Um, sounds like a, you know, quick little, a little quick little download. Um, got to wait a couple of months though, for it to be available on droid. That's, that's basically it. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully one thing about that, that's cool that Mike was telling me about was if you have, I don't know if he just said this or not. I got lost in something else here. Um, is that if you have, if you make an account and and one of your friends makes an account, you can actually share your markers and notes with each other. And with it, with a game so big, you know, it, it's helpful because, you know, like we were saying earlier in the beginning of the show, you know, um, our our uh, third chair co-host for Quest Gaming Podcast, Mike, he was telling Joe about, you know, a dungeon far up into the north that, you know, neither one of us has discovered yet. You know, if this app was out right now, Joe could, you know, simply or Mike rather could just simply mark it on the map, send it to Joe. Joe could pick it up and be like, oh, there it is. And just, you know, head right to it. So it. it you know, it, it adds uh, a little note that says, go here, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> X does mark the spot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. You know? Oh, 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 oh that, I'm sorry. That brings me to something. I'm sorry, Lewis. Uh, <laughs> and Avarwin. But um, have you guys found those treasure maps yet? Yes. I found at least uh, four so far. I found three, and I can't figure out. I can't figure them out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually threw the first one. Actually, I had to have one of my guildmates from uh, from WoW walk me through. He literally was on mumble while I was in Skyrim because he had found the same map. He's like, no, 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 go here. I'm like, okay, okay. But yeah, those are a a, a nice challenge because uh, you know you do have to be at the right spot on the map to actually get a feel for where the map is actually telling you to go. And that is one of the many things I love about this game. You know, that map when you look at it and you just look at your surroundings. And realize how how good the game looks, so where you can actually pull it off. You know, the programmers say, you know, look at this tower, look at this small ridge off to your left. This is where you have to go to find the treasure map. And realize this is where the map's going. Oh, it, okay, it's this, there. This map actually is actually there. This map is so huge. I'm never ever gonna find this place. <laughs> I just put it in my <laughs> bookshelf in my house and walked away. <laughs> well, what I find with the treasure maps is that uh, if anyone else has any better ideas, suggestions, by all means, please let us know. Um, you know, those treasure maps it usually is tied to the immediate area, you know, or it's somewhere close by to where, um, you know, if there's a prominent feature on that map, treasure map, you know, you can look for it and find it and get a good idea of uh, where you have to go, or at least. Well, now I'm have really indication. because I, <laughs> I took all my all all three of them, put them on a bookshelf in one of my houses. I have no idea where I got them. <laughs> Oops. Oh. Oh, where's Mike? Mike, if you put, if I'm ready, put him on your map marker. Send it to me. <laughs> exactly. There you go. See, there you go. But yeah, that's that's what I've been doing with the treasure maps. As soon as I find one, I just immediately start uh, looking for it right then and there. If I won't get all and, silent, uh, he's looking up online. Treasure maps. Oh, treasure maps. Treasure yeah, I maps. Found Where it. are they? Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I found. I finally found the name of that mod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. What is it? It's called, it's called Val's Crafting Meltdown. Val's crafting meltdown. Val's okay. crafting meltdown. Yeah, that's the name of it. Cool. Nice. We'll yeah. have to come up with our own like ideas for mods and put them on the show at some point. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail the conversation, guys. It's just. It's all right. <laughs> derailed. Derailed. Totally derailed. But yeah, Val's crafting meltdown. 
says that um, you can you can just take all the uh, useless items in your inventory and just melt them down to their basic raw materials. That's what the, that's what it does. That's very handy. That, that is key. I like that. Yeah, because I mean, how many times are you running around in the game and you're like, oh, I want this, I want that, and you know, you're looting all these corpses, and then you know, you can't move anywhere. <laughs> right. And yeah. you know what? There are times the game I where would rather find a much better use for it, recycling it, than just selling it for vendor trash. You know? Yeah. You get more out of it. You know, like Joe mentioned before, if you were a blacksmith, why would you want to sell something? You know that you know what? If I melt that down, I get more out of it than I could ever good with the uh, the gold pieces. You know, it just makes sense. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna move on to our last segment of the show. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. And welcome to Town Square. Um, this is where we're going to talk about emails, iTunes shoutouts, and basically this is your guys' segment. You let us know what you want to talk about. We'll talk about it. Tips, tricks, you name it. Yeah, this Lewis. is the area of the show where we just pull the community in and just, you know, this is this is your area, guys. Right. It's all about you, listener. Again, feel free. Don't be afraid. Send us what you've got. Emails, videos, whatever. We'll take it. We'll use it. Okay, now it sounds like we're begging for this stuff here. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Please, for the love of God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to actually take this email. And this email came, our first email we got, first response from doing our little intro. And it came from uh, Patrick. And he basically says, just came across the podcast while searching for Skyrim Podcast. I can't wait till your podcast is up and running. Guess what, buddy? It's been dreadful knowing that I can't play Skyrim even though I bought it. I've only played it once since I've been away from home for two months because of school. As lame as it sounds, I get my fix of Skyrim from listening to podcasts and hearing how other people play the game. So thanks for starting this one. There's no doubt that's going to be entertaining. Oh, and uh, shout out would be awesome. Thank you, Patrick. (laughs) Well, Patrick, here's your official shout out. Here's your shout out, man. You get the first shout out of the this new podcast. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations, And yeah, Patrick. that does suck. You only got to play it once. Man, that must be killer. Oh. Yeah, that stinks. So and close, no, yet dude, so far away. It's not lame. All right? Not at all. No. When I'm out working, I'm listening to gaming podcasts to get my fix. So, <laughs> whatever yeah. I'm into at that time. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what podcasting is is all about. I mean, we do this for for the fans of of the particular game. And, you know, when we're away from the game, we're still thinking about the game. We know that. I know that. Your dog knows that. Okay? Everyone whoa, whoa, knows whoa, whoa. that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So if you're on your way to work, you know, you throw in a podcast, you you know, it's it's nice to have that that community feeling uh, about the game. So, yeah, it's it's not lame at all, Patrick. Totally not at all. Poor guy. Hopefully you get back to uh, playing it soon. I mean, I know that Christmas break's coming up. And there you go. There's a couple of weeks right there. You can pound it out, get your 50 hours in. Exactly. exactly. And you can email us with like, guess what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be like, cool. I want to try that. <laughs> and you'd be like, cool, okay. And I'm just wondering what uh, <laughs> platform Patrick is using. It sounds like he's probably on a PS3 or an Xbox 360. Yeah. Unless uh, his laptop for school can't handle it or for some reason it won't uh, run. So or you know, maybe uh, Patrick will have a chance to bring it over. Well, if he's in college, then he, he, he should be able to play it. But if not, if he's focusing on his studies, good job on that, buddy. Yes. School, school comes first every time. Absolutely. Real life overall and... You know, we'll never. Well, never I always tell people that my real life is gaming, but you know, 
<laughs> Everything else I do is just fake. <laughs> <laughs> I read this article once where this this guy had said that you know you're you, you know you're addicted to Skyrim when you walk outside and it's cold out and the first thing that comes to your mind is oh it feels like Skyrim out here. First raw. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like, "Oh, this Skyrim." <laughs> really uh, I could do. I can go all day with you. Know you're. You know you're addicted to Skyrim. When? When? Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, nude bond's not working. I, I gotta reload it. Yeah, you get aggravated. The first <laughs> word that comes out of your mouth is "fusarda." <laughs> you know you're addicted to Skyrim when you walk by two people talking and you listen in to see if you can get a quest. <laughs> <laughs> Find the bread in aisle eight. <laughs> <laughs> You pick up a book, realizing this damn thing didn't up my skills. Come on. <laughs> Toss. Instead of reading, go to a library, read every book. I'm better at lockpicking. Wow. Yay. This library is useless. <laughs> I, I've ruined all these by picking up all these books. I haven't leveled up a single skill. <laughs> you lockpick someone's house to go in there and see what you can steal to level your sneaking. Yeah. All right. We can go on all day about that. That's enough. Yeah, probably could. <laughs> We have a couple of five-star review shout-outs already. And, yeah, like I said, one-and-a-half-minute little intro. <laughs> All right. The five-star review shout-outs coming from B-Dragon. The hosts sound cool. I've listened to their other show, the Quest Gaming Podcast, and I really liked what I heard. Rob a bottle. <laughs> Rob <Finally>. a bottle. <laughs> Someone did a professional show about Skyrim. What took so long? Can't wait to hear it. Well, I don't know about professional, but, you know. <laughs> We're getting there. Teach their own. <laughs> Teach their own. Well, what took so long, Rob a Bottle, was that the creative minds of Joe and Evarwin had to put it together. And you know what? They put together quite a show with the time they had in their hands, with real life and other commitments. And it's showing that their experience has come through. And I'm glad, I think we're all glad, that we have fans out there eagerly awaiting to hear about what others think about this great game. I can't see it, but I'm blushing right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks, that was, Thanks, that was really kind. <laughs> You're both very welcome. Yeah, the, the All right, for, guys. Uh, reception for this particular show has been been very, very, very positive, and we really overwhelming actually. Both. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're recording our first episode right now, and we already have a fan base. Um, I didn't think that would happen. We put yes, out that I- intro to let a few people know that we're gonna come out with this podcast, and it's been many thousands so far. So we thank you all for. Um, already the support we're getting and we look forward to doing many more episodes for you guys yeah we're gonna wrap up the show right here gentlemen all right Um, guys final thoughts on today's show joe got any final thoughts for today's show well since you asked um (laughs) no i'm actually pretty happy with how the first show came out i look forward to doing many more uh hanging out with you guys talking some skyrim now i'm gonna go i'm gonna go play the game well i gotta edit this show and put it together and then i'll go play the game after That's I have right. to do the Christmas tree and the lights, and then I have to make dinner, and then, ah, oh, crap, what am I going to play the game today? <laughs> what am I playing the game? <laughs> First thing tomorrow morning, when I get up. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I have I... to record the gaming, the Quest Gaming Podcast tomorrow morning. <gasps> oh. Yeah, that's right, we got that too. Yeah. Can't forget about that. <laughs> Ivarwin. Oh, it's been a blast doing this. Um, I've been really looking forward to uh, to doing the show since we, you know, conceptualized it, you know, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, been working really hard trying to get all the tech ready and and the show notes and trying to figure out exactly how we want to organize it. And it's just great to finally have 
you know, the direction that we've got and just sit down and just, just hang out and, and chat about this, uh, you know, this, this awesome game. I look forward to doing more. I look forward to, you know, hearing from the community and, uh, you know, it's just been a great time all around. Um, you know, I, I feel almost a little privileged to, uh, to, to be in, you know, the position that, that I'm in right now and, and, uh, have a great time chatting about this thing. Oh, Lewis. I'm just thrilled to be part of the program. Uh, excited to be part of a community, especially with this community, Skyrim, how much they enjoy the game, how much we enjoy the game, and we all finally have an outlet to exchange ideas and thoughts and come up with some really, really great stuff for everyone to talk about, enjoy, and remember. And I was very shocked and astounded when Joe first mentioned to us about the following we had for an episode zero when we had that quick little blurb, again, at, what, 3 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> put it together. <laughs> Slop that together. Yes, and, and to garner such support and such an outpouring of enthusiasm for the community was, it was honestly quite an honor. And looking forward to being part of the show and putting out quality that the community will appreciate and hopefully give this game a long life that it deserves. Because come think of it, you know, there's so much to do, so much to experience. You know, we all can't do it in just one shot. <laughs> no. It's not possible. <laughs> you know, it's just going to be a great, a great ride. It's going to be a great, great show. Yeah, looking forward to it for sure. Definitely. Evarwin, how to reach us. All right, everyone. Well, if you enjoyed the show, and uh, we sincerely hope you did as, uh, as much as we enjoyed recording it, come visit us on our website and drop us a line. Our website is Skyrim, off the record. Dot wordpress.com you can reach us uh, through many many means um, at that website it's our it's our main hub you'll find our email there which is Skyrim off the record at gmail.com uh, you can also reach us at our main show which is called the quest gaming podcast the main show's website is thequestshow.com uh, you can reach us on Twitter our Twitter account for the show is at Skyrim OTR. You can reach us individually as well. Joe is at author J.R. Wilson. Evarwin, that's me, is at, <laughs> is at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. And Lewis is at GamerGuy11B, B as in boy. <laughs> Great. Skyrim <laughs> Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And Fusra you next week. Oh, my. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening. Take care and be safe. Farewell, everyone. Till the next time. Looking forward to hearing from everyone. First. Good. I should. No, but I kid. <laughs> Always go first. I like all of you. I no longer have a use for any of you. Ivarwin, did you shop on your axe yesterday? I did. And did? I cut I cut my finger when sharpening the axe on, on the wheel. The wheel? What kind of wheel? It You're was using a, a wagon wheel. You're not doing it right. It was a stone wheel. A I tried big... a wagon wheel. It didn't go well. There are stone wheels? Yeah, stone wheels. You use a little <laughs> bit of yak oil. Yak oil. <laughs> yak oil. Yak oil, you say. I'll try the yak oil on the stone wheel when I sharpen my axe. <laughs> that should be good, yeah.
Ja. 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 Und ja. <lacht> und ja. Du, und. Do we say und in Skyrim? <lacht> or, or do we say things like uh, nan und or something else? I'm from Skyrim, isn't that weird? <lacht> isn't that so weird? <lacht> from, from this country. But you're wearing Lederhosen. Hey guys, what's up? This is Avarwin from Skyrim Off The Record. Uh, just wanted to update you real quick. We just finished the recording for our very first episode. We talked about patch 1.2. Um, the developers at the time had said that they were going to patch the game after Christmas. However, it is December 7th and just after um, 12.55 uh, we received patch 1.3. Uh, it appears to be a hurried patch. Um, the big thing that they're addressing right now with this particular patch is the magic resistance not calculating properly. That apparently has been fixed. However, be careful, all right, because this particular patch is also crashing. Crashing the game. All right, it happened to Lou. It has not happened to me yet, um, but you may be aware or find out that your system is going to crash after you've uploaded it. So, be aware of that. We're going to have, um, in our next episode next week, we're going to uh, cover patch 1.3, um, its intended purpose, and its, uh, its fallout. Um, hit us up, all right? Uh, we're going to try and cover this as best as we possibly can, but we also need your help. You're the guys out there downloading the patch. We want to know if you're experiencing crashes, if you're experiencing other bugs as well, uh, hit us up with an email or just tweet at us. Uh, you can reach us at skyrimofftherecord at gmail.com. If you want to tweet at us and not send us an email, that's totally cool. You can get us on Twitter at skyrimotr. That's skyrimotr. We're on, that's us on Twitter. All right? Take it easy, guys. Hope you enjoy episode number one.